afternoon. It is Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. I'm Shannon. And today we're talking about pride. Oh, yes. What an awful, awful, awful sin that we commit when we are prideful. Yeah, but there's there's different kinds of pride. Well, that's true. Okay, biblically, tell about the good pride. Biblically, there's three kinds of pride. So there's, We're talking about the bad kind, but go ahead. Right. What are the other um, ones? Let's see here. Galatians 6, 4. Mm-hmm. Oops. Galatians 6, 4 is, but each, let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. So pride over work you did. Oh, right. You can be like, oh, I'm so happy I did this. I'm yes. proud of this. Yes. And then pride in the accomplishment of loved ones. Yeah. This is 2 Corinthians 7, 4. I'm acting with great boldness towards you. I have great pride in you. Mm-hmm. Paul says that about the Corinthians. Mm-hmm. Now, the one we're going to be talking about, however, is the one that's mentioned a lot in Proverbs. Oh, yes. And this is the pride that God hates. Mm-hmm. And the fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance, and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Mm-hmm. What's that verse? That's Proverbs eight thirteen. And Proverbs sixteen eight. in the message says, and I'll read it in my ESV, First pride, then the crash. The bigger, mm. bigger the ego, the harder the fall. Right. And then um, uh, Psalm ten four says, "In the pride of his face, the wicked does not seek him. All his thoughts are, there is no God." So basically, what that verse in Psalms is saying is that if you are focused on pride, your own personal pride, mm-hmm. you cannot seek God. Mm-hmm. You put yourself between. You and God, so you cannot see outside of that. You're making yourself into your own God. Yes. There's that that old saying about Adam, you know? No. In the beginning, God made Adam, and ever since then, man has tried to return the favor. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Pride goes before destruction. Oh, there's so many. Proverbs is full of it. Yeah, that's the same one, but in English Standard Version. Pride came up because... I've been reading through the Bible right now. I'm in Ezekiel, and Ezekiel does something that that Jeremiah does too. They prop both prophets prophesied against nations, right? And every time they prophesy against a nation, it just really boils down to that nation became prideful, reared its head against God, and said, "We're not going to listen to you. We are so powerful." And then they fall, and people are the same. And you know, I'm thinking prideful. It's prideful to refuse to believe in God. It is. I it mean, is. that's not always the reason why people don't believe. But when we know the truth and refuse to follow it, that's prideful too. Well, yeah. And if, if you're in a situation where you know the truth mm-hmm. and you refuse to live by it or you refuse to acknowledge God for who he is. You know, we just talked Sunday about worship. Yeah. And if you're worshiping yourself instead of worshiping God, obviously that's something God's going to have a problem with because now you're... Your the, pride becomes a sin when it separates you from God, which is what mm-hmm. happened. If you go back to Genesis with Adam and Eve, that's mm-hmm. what it was. What did the what did Satan tempt them with? They said, uh, "You can know what God knows." Well, and he said, "You know, God says this is what's going to happen." Well, surely you won't die. Right. Come on, you're more important than that. Right. You can overcome this. You'll be just like God if you mm-hmm. do this. So. That was that was the first, the very first temptation, and unfortunately, and it's th- still prevalent today. I think. Oh yeah, and and even it's worse. I, I think it's it's worse when it's in a believer. 
if we are prideful. Mm-hmm. If we get that religious pride, where that is bad. And then if you think about Jesus, when he'd get after the Pharisees, it was because of their pride. Yep. And he never got after the other sinners or us as sins. He doesn't get after any other kind of sin because I guess... Well, the sin and the greed. Those are the two yeah. things he went after because he chased the... Pride. Pride and greed. Pride and greed. Yeah. yeah excuse me. Pride and greed. He chased the the sellers out of the temple. And, well, but greed... And that was kinda, a greed thing, too. Right? And it kind of, greed, I see, is kind of going along with pride because you think you deserve it or you need this. It's kind of well feeding the self. To an extent, yep. Here, I want to read this out of Matthew 13, 53 through 58. And when Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there. And coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue. So they were astonished and said, where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Mm -hmm. Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown and in his own household. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. So there, there they were. They defense. were prideful because they didn't think someone of, of his stature should be equal or above them in knowledge. Right. So even that when they acknowledged the great His ability, teaching, yeah. They still it's like, refuse to accept it because of who it came from. And what, yeah. That's a form of pride, too. I'm going to stay in Matthew here. Matthew okay. 5, 3, um, the Beatitudes, Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. That's the opposite. That's mm-hmm. humility. Mm-hmm. Poor in spirit doesn't mean you're sad. Mm-hmm. It just means someone who's humble. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. And humble, I will say about... Humbleness. Humble is just letting yourself not dealing with, not being all consumed with self and just doing the work of God. It isn't like throwing dirt on your face. And No, I think humility is, is in the simplest form. I would say humility is understanding who you are and who God is and what the relationship is yeah, between you. True. Yeah, Isaiah even said it was pride that took Satan down. Yes. And sent him down. Yes. Uh, Isaiah 14, 12 through, through uh, uh, 12 through 13, it said, How you are fallen from heaven, O day star, son of dawn. How you are cut down to the ground, you who laid the nations low. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven above the stars of God. I will set my throne on high. I will sit on the mount of assembly. Uh, I, I, I. Yeah. Unfortunately, that pronoun um, is a pretty good indicator of pride. Yeah. If if you use the word I too much, you're probably talking about yourself too much. Um, and it's easy for us to be prideful. It's easy for us to, to fall into this, um, especially, I think, as Americans today. You know, everybody... So it's pushed, actually. It is. It is. And I've said this before, but it's just, it saddens me how many teenagers when you ask them what they want to be and you would think that from for our generation it meant what are you going to do right what are you going to be means what are you going to do mm-hmm. what's your job going to be what do you plan what with, you your life? with your life yeah 
And when you ask them what they want to be, they'll say famous. And they don't care why. Why? Because some of the wealthiest celebrities we have didn't do anything to deserve the wealth that they have other than just be famous. Mm -hmm. That's we have internet influencers. Yeah. People that get paid to be on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it's big it, business. It's, it's gotten to the point it's where self worship is so huge in this country. There, this and this, I'm bringing up because you've brought these verses up, and it's so mm. it shows them the Second Timothy three. But understand this: that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather mm. than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid such people. So, and I think even... It, I don't even think it's just America. I think it's almost everywhere that entertainment is kind of people spend so much money on entertainment and being entertained and, or they so much materialism. It's all boosting the self. Mm. Oh, look at me. I'm prideful or I'm wonderful or whatever. And right. But I, you know, I'd like to, and I see that. Um, being propagated even in our children by their parents. Oh, you know these these helicopter parents that are are pushing their kids in sports and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to say that's my kid. Yeah, and they push the children and and push them too hard in some cases, and do too much in some cases in ways that the kids don't really care. It's now the parents trying to live vicariously through their children. Yeah, and that's because they want that. They want to claim that title. They want to claim something for themselves. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people have have been kept back from accepting Christ simply because they refuse to admit that they they are sinners and that they can't fix it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that will admit to be sinners, but will not admit that they need help fixing it. Some are sinners joyfully, gleefully, Mm -hmm. and some are sinners who say, but I can fix it if I want to. And if you've ever been around an addict or an alcoholic, um, until they acknowledge the fact that they need help, that's what they'll always say. I can quit whenever I want mm-hmm. to. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. We can't. We can't fix it ourselves. We cannot fix sin. If we could, Jesus never would have had to be sent to earth. Um, but it's, it is beyond our ability to fix ourselves. You know, as far as like, alcoholism or addiction Mm. to whatever if we everyone comes to christ in a different way you know we all have our own stories but if there's something in your life that constantly is a struggle or it it kind of consumes you and it kind of runs your life rather than you it could be someone's temper Mm. it could be it could be a substance abuse it could be relationship abuse. It could be whatever. And you know, deep in your heart, you've realized it is has power over you. I mean, Jesus can break. Well, I power. agree. I think we have a we have a 
tendency in this country also. I think it's an unfortunate thing, but um, the term self-made man comes out of oh. Americans' mouth more than most. Mm -hmm. Pulled up with my own bootstraps. I did it all myself. No one that the concept of a self-made man is a is a falsity right off the bat because God made us. Mm -hmm. We are not self-made. And anything, and we, anything have. we do, whether it's based upon the talents you have, or the blessings you've received, or even the opportunities you receive that you capitalize on, all of those things are given by God, mm -hmm. and they're given to everybody. Everybody has the opportunity, but and God gives everyone individual blessings. Each of us have things that we are good at and, and things that we can accomplish. Um, but to say that it's self-made is, is a huge fallacy because I couldn't do anything without God. Right. Anything. Here's this, this is another verse, Romans 1, 28 uh, through 31. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what mm. ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They're full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They're gossip, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. And so... We actually can destroy ourselves if we choose ourselves over God, mm. because this is what we become. Because mm -hmm. without God leading our lives, we can't develop the fruit of the Spirit, love, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. I'm sure there's something I missed, but that stuff doesn't naturally come out of us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're far better off if we seek God's approval than our own approval. Yeah. Second um, Corinthians ten eighteen says, "For it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one who the Lord commends." You know, if we want to seek approval from someone, seek it from God. Yeah. Don't don't go uh, don't go looking at, at it from other people. Um, even relationships, things like that, codependent relationships where people really, really, really mess up their lives. A lot of it comes from seeking someone's approval no matter what and you'll sacrifice everything for somebody's approval mm -hmm. and the same thing happens with our you know with the celebrities that we have and the sports figures and things like that i mean if you're a professional athlete you are so blessed by god oh yeah only two percent of high school students will ever ever get a scholarship to college Mm, for, for sports, athletes, for, yeah, only two percent of all the high two out of every 100 for any wow. sport and from that, an even smaller amount might get a chance to be a professional. So to be a professional athlete, there certainly shouldn't be pride in that. There should there should be gratefulness mm -hmm. to God for that ability. And the same thing goes down the road. If you have been blessed to be um, in a family, yeah, not everybody is. Mm -hmm. Be grateful for that. You know. Pride causes us to do two things. One, we turn away from God, and two, we look down on others. Yes. I have something you don't have, so I should be proud, prideful of that. Right. And, boy, it's, talk about contrary to what God intended when he gave you what he gave you. Mm -hmm. But it's so easy to fall into that. Mm -hmm. It is so easy to fall what into that. What can we that. do to 
guard ourselves against pride or and also how can we examine ourselves to make sure we're not prideful? That's a good question. I think I think one of the first things we have to do is recognize where everything comes from. Oh, that's true. And you know, we've talked about giving before mm -hmm. and how giving back to God is what you're doing. You are not giving to God. Mm -hmm. You're giving back. Right. Um, and when you understand that concept, then it makes giving a lot easier is because you get everything from him anyway. So the only way you can, you can uh, overcome that stinginess that's natural in our heart, that greed that is natural in the human heart, mm -hmm. is to realize it doesn't belong to me in the first place. Mm -hmm. It belongs to God. So what I'm given is not mine, it's God's. So giving some back here. Um, it's in James 4, 6 says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. That That's that concept again of that humility. Mm -hmm. You'll receive more grace as a, by being humble than you ever will by being prideful. Yeah, you can't get any grace by being prideful. Here, um, what am I? Oh, yeah, this um, Matthew 7 uh, one through uh, five, Ju this is Jesus speaking, judge not that you be not judged for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that's mm. in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there's a log in your own eye, you hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. I think if we find ourselves judging someone, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. we need to stop and go, why am I doing that? Because that's not how Jesus approaches people ever. No. And that, that was an interesting thing. Um, if we look just in the Gospels in the life of Christ... He was an itinerant preacher, didn't own anything, didn't have anything. We know all these stories. Um, but the reason Judas betrayed Jesus mm -hmm. was because Jesus was not what he wanted Jesus to be. And what he wanted Jesus to be was that proud ruler at the front of the army yeah, like, throwing the Romans out. Basically the same thing that the Pharisees were hoping the Messiah was. Right. And when he wasn't, he was disappointed. Yes. And that's what caused him to turn. And the same thing with the Pharisees. If Jesus had come in marching at the head of an army, the Pharisees probably would have run out and been dancing around him. Yeah. But they did not like the fact that he was humble. They did not like the fact that he was comfortable in his humility. Mm -hmm. And that is a challenge we have sometimes also as we look down on people that are comfortable in their humility. Mm -hmm. And... I have, over the years, have become more and more enamored with that. I love that concept of being comfortable in humility. Mm -hmm. People that love the job they do, even if it's a lowly job, mm -hmm. and they're happy and they're, they're joyful and they're peaceful. And that's what I see more than anything else in someone of humility, the opposite of pride, is that they're peaceful. Mm -hmm. Because if, it's, if you're proud of being on top, you're going to have to fight to stay there yeah, all the time. Right. And you're going to be stomping on people's heads to keep them from catching up with you. But if you're comfortable in your own skin where you are, if you're, if you are truly living a life of humility, no matter what you're doing, mm -hmm. you're at peace. It's have, a peacefulness. I want to read that, what I just read in Matthew 7 about judging in the 
the message mm. the way Eugene Peterson did it because mm-hmm. it's it's very good. Okay, this is Matthew 7 from the message. Don't pick on people. Jump on their failures. Criticize their faults. Unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to the ugly sneer on your own. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you when your own face is distorted by contempt? It's this over-traveling... It's this whole traveling roadshow mentality all over again, playing a holier-than-thou part instead of just living your part. Wipe that ugly sneer off your own face, and you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that's where I think pride is its largest sin. Yeah. It's because not only is it separating us from God, but it's separating us from the relationship we should have with other people yeah. and the way we look at other people. And, you know, when you see someone who is in a bad place that is living a life that is, or living the consequences of a life mm-hmm. from bad behavior, we see mm-hmm. that a lot around here. Mm-hmm. Um, pity is one thing. Yeah. That doesn't know when pity's not doing and empathy is better. But it's easy for us to put those people in a category and say, well, at least it's not me. I'm not that bad. I'm not like mm-hmm. that. And the boy, is that a slippery slope to get into? Yeah. That is a dangerous way to look at the world. We can't categorize anyone and put anyone anywhere. We are all children of God. That's the only category we fit into. Whether we've accepted Christ or not, Christ died for us. So we, our worth is based upon that. Right. Our worth is based upon the fact that God created us. And he sent his son to reunite us with him. That is the only thing we're worth. I do. Which is, it's above any dollar amount. Just so someone doesn't misinterpret something you said, Mm -hmm. because I know what you mean. Mm -hmm. You said we're all children of God. Mm -hmm. We're either children of God or not yet children of God. Right. We have to accept Jesus to become a child of God. We're all God's creation. There you go. We're all God's creatures. We're all God's creatures. And... Um, if someone has not accepted Christ yet, that doesn't mean Christ didn't die for them. Right, right. They're just refusing to accept that gift. So, um, oh, and I can't remember exactly where it is now, but I think it's Jesus. It's it might be you might have to correct me here, where he says, "Don't sit, at the, don't walk in and sit at the head of the table." Yeah, that was Jesus. because you're going to be ashamed when they take you and move you down. Yeah, sit at the end of the table, then you then then you'll you'll be happy with being moved farther up. This, I just love that that concept where he says, just in practical everyday things, stand in the end of the line. Right. Don't, you know. And if somebody brings you up, woohoo. If they don't, don't, okay. But if you decide to force your way in at the front and they kick you out, well, that's a terrible that feeling. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Matthew 6 in the message, it works great. And then I'm going to put a little, or I'm going to read his little commentary here. Be especially careful when you're trying to be good so you don't make a performance out of it. It might be good theater, but the God who made you won't be applauding. Mm. When you do something for someone else, don't call attention to yourself. Right. You've seen them in action, I'm sure. Play actors, I call them. Treating prayer meeting and street corner alike as a stage. Acting compassionate as long as someone is watching. Playing to the crowds. They get applause, true, but that's all they get. Right. When you help someone out, don't think about how it looks. Just do it quietly and unobtrusively. That's the way your God who conceived you in love working behind the scenes helps you out. Well, and where that passage is normally 
I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that passage goes, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're giving, right, don't. you know, don't make a show of it. If you're praying, don't make a show of it. Yeah. Go into your closet and pray by yourself. All of those things. Um, First John 2, 16, for, for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. Mm -hmm. So again, all of these things that are exalted. Um, today, we just went and voted in a primary. And our politicians are really prone to that. I think I, I mentioned earlier that you know, I almost don't want to vote for somebody and send them to Washington because it seems to ruin them. Yeah. And someone might, for the right reasons, be trying to run for office, but then they get up there and, and it just seems to tear the heart out of everyone. And they become someone they didn't want to be. Yeah. And then they don't know how to return to that. And we are a, I consider us to be a conservative state. And we're a very small state. Um, but if we have politicians and spend very much time in Washington, when they're done, they don't ever come home. Mm -hmm. Except maybe to visit, but they will never move back and live here. Because they have a... Um, a lifestyle that they think is better than where they came from. And that's a sad thing if you mm -hmm. think about it, because, you know, those people are by definition supposed to be representing us. Mm -hmm. And to represent me, you have to be like me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I want someone um, that I elevate to a higher place to, to represent me, to do the things that, you know, we couldn't have a true democracy in this country because we, we'd have to vote on absolutely everything every time. And that would be, a monstrous undertaking because we're too large a country. But in the same token, we, we send someone into office so that they can vote the way we would want them to vote if we were voting ourselves. And unfortunately, it, that gets lost. Once a title gets yeah. attached, sometimes mm -hmm. it gets lost there. So I, um, here's his little commentary on that. And it's, it's, it's talking about like religious pride, which mm -hmm. uh, there are great dangers in the practice of piety. Nothing is as offensive as people who make a great show of their piety. Jesus never spoke more angrily than when he spoke of these people. He called them hypocrites. Mm. The word comes from the stage where people put on a mask to act a part in a play. Mm -hmm. Christian behavior can be put on like a mask. It has the immediate effect on the spectators of giving a pleasing impression. And just as at a play, they will often break into applause. But there's no applause in heaven for such people, prideful people. And there will be no applause for us if we become their understudies and take their place on the contemporary religious stage. Mm. And I, I guess um, we just have to guard our own hearts against pride. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people <coughs> would equate piety with humility and it's just the opposite piety is false humility it's pride disguised as humility well but I don't... so if someone says they're very if someone is pious if they are holier than now if they are all these they are claiming all these things and putting on an outward show of humility when the humility is not really there. They do it for a benefit for themselves, which is pride. Well, look up the definition of piety because I understand what you're saying, but I mm -hmm. think there's a good definition of piety. That Oh, you didn't think that was a good definition of no, piety? No, no, that's the other half of it. But I, you're saying of people 
put on piety and put on these pious ways. Okay, according to uh, the Oxford Dictionary, Mm -hmm. it is the quality of being religious or reverent. So see, reverent. Or a belief or point of view that is accepted with unthinking conventional reverence. So. So, I mean, when he, the practice of piety. Mm -hmm. We probably wouldn't. It's what you're trying to gain from it, though. There you go. That's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I would ever compliment someone by saying they're very pious. No, that'd be weird. But being humble is something I would compliment someone about. Mm, that, but I don't think they'd want you to. If they're humble, they'd think it was odd that you said Of course they that. don't. But I do say that to some people that are very humble because I mean it. Mm-hmm. But how do you say it? Well, I just told someone this week that I'm... I, Wanted them to participate in a Bible study with me because of their humility, mm-hmm. because they're down to earth and they're and and they're humble and they there's a peacefulness about them that needs to be shared and needs mm-hmm. to be seen by okay. people that are yeah. learning. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I embarrassed that person, but I still wanted to say it because I wanted them to know how I felt. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. No, no, you're right. Um, I don't think they were offended by me saying. No, that, of course I wouldn't. I tr- wouldn't intentionally offend anyone that way, but. I would never call someone pious because no. I see that as a negative. It yeah. has a negative connotation, at least in my mind. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get that. Yeah, I, I just, uh, pride is ugly, especially in someone who says they follow Jesus. It's really ugly, you know? Um, and, and yeah. This- this is, I got another, this is from dictionary.com. Okay. Reverence for God or devout fulfillment of religious obligations. Mm. And that's what Jesus was getting after the Pharisees for. Mm-hmm. A devout fulfillment of your religious obligations. Right. Once serving God becomes an obligation, mm-hmm. you have lost the concept. You've lost your first love. You have lost your first love. And we said, if you've lost your first love, get it back. Because yes. then it's once false. once you feel like going to church on Sunday is an obligation and not a desire, you need to check your attitude on that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you shouldn't go to church if you don't feel like it. No, you just need to ask God I'm to just, change your heart. You need to have God change your heart and re- recognize what's coming up here. What recognize what's starting to show that that pride is starting to creep in. Um, because right now we're planting things in gardens and all, all all sorts of things. And one of the things as a good gardener that we need to do is weed. I love weeding. And, uh, yeah, kind of. No, I do. I like to weed. But one of the most invasive weeds that we have in South Dakota, and I'm sure other people have it too, although it's not usually called the same thing in other places. I've heard that. Oh, Creeping Jenny? Creeping Jenny is oh, what we call it. Illinois is Creeping Charlie. Creeping Charlie. Okay, yeah. Let's Creeping Jenny around here. Um, it's basically, uh, what's the flower? It's a morning glory. It's in the morning glory family. But it's a vining thing. Mm-hmm. And it's small. And it hides. Mm-hmm. And it crawls through. But if you were to leave something around here, if you leave something on the ground, a piece of wire or something like that, it doesn't take long before it wraps itself all around mm-hmm. there. And you find it just, it's so invasive, but it's slow and it's quiet 
and it's sneaky and it's not covered with burrs or anything mm -hmm. that looks nasty. And it does get very pretty flowers on it. It does get pretty flowers. But it's still a weed and pride is the same way. Mm -hmm. Pride can look very attractive. Mm-hmm. And but pride can also sneak in where you're not looking mm -hmm. and choke out everything that you need to have because that's what Creeping Jenny will do. If it gets into a garden, right? It and it will get in your garden. Plants. You just have to constantly take it out. Yeah. And I think we have to look at our own lives and our own hearts the same way. And we have to make sure we keep the weeds down because if the weeds come in, it kills off the good stuff. Mm -hmm. I have another. Scripture. And it's a lot easier to pull those weeds when they're little than when they're big. Yes. And it won't make such a dent if it's yeah. a huge weed. You're if you allow a, a weed hole. in your life to mature, yeah, it's going to be a lot harder to remove or to cut and back painful. or to fight. Yes. Yeah. Here, um, this is after Jesus rose from the dead, Matthew 28. It, this story is just so sad, 11 through 15. Hmm. Meanwhile, the guards had scattered, but a few of them went into the city and told the high priest everything that had happened about Jesus Mm -hmm. They called a meeting of the religious leaders and came up with a plan. They took a large sum of money and gave it to the soldiers, bribing them to say, His disciples came in the night and stole the body while we were sleeping. They assured them, If the governor hears about your sleeping on duty, we will make sure you don't get blamed. The soldiers took the bribe and did as they were told. That story cooked up in the Jewish high council is still going around. Mm. How prideful. And why didn't they, if they're looking for the Messiah, and here he is, resurrected from the dead, he conquered sin and death, but they still wouldn't believe. They instead covered it all up, made the, the soldiers lie. Well, if they had accepted at that point in time what they had denied up until then, that would make them false prophets, and they don't want that. Again, it's pride that's causing them to sin. And that constant application of pride is what's going to take people straight to hell. Mm -hmm. It just is. Mm -hmm. So oh, pride's nasty. It is a, it is a, it's an invasive weed that can creep into your life. And if you are not careful, all of us are susceptible to it. Yeah. All of us have the ability to be prideful or to lose ourselves in pride. So mm -hmm. be careful. Weed your garden. Yeah. And, and also if you suddenly realize you're prideful in an area, just say, Oh boy, I'm a sinner and let Jesus take it. Don't then wallow in, Oh, what I'm a horrible person because that's a reverse kind of pride. Just let Jesus deal with it for you. Well, and the last thing I'm going to say on this then okay. is weigh out the differences. Would Would you rather have a title or money or fame? Or the highest position in something? Or would you rather have Jesus look at you and say, well done, good and faithful servant? Amen. Because the ones that hear well done are going to get all the accolades they ever need. And you're not going to hear it very often, maybe here on earth. But it doesn't really matter. No. Because what matters is the heavenly realms. And what matters is what we're going to, is where we end up. And where we end up is based upon we do here, and if pride goes before the fall, avoid the fall. Yeah. That was a good ending. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, we hope you enjoyed this. And if you did, uh, it'd be great to hear from you. Is there, If there's something you want us to if talk about. something you want to hear us babble on about, please do. Let yeah, us know. Us. We'll try anything. Yeah, this is our 99th episode. So next time we're going to hit the big three digits. So. 
Woohoo! Oh, yeah. All right. To all our three or four listeners. Okay. Bye. God bless, God bless.